Hey there, it's Jeremy from Mind Above Counseling coming to you today with a new topic. We're going to be talking about healthy boundaries, what they are, how we recognize them, and how we improve them. Stay tuned. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Hey. hey, I'm Jeremy, founder of Mind Above, a mental health practice based in Dallas, Texas, and you're listening to the Frame Mind Podcast. So if you join us on YouTube, you can hit the subscribe button. That way you can stay up to date on what we're up to and also hit the notification bell. So that way you get a notice whenever an episode drops. If you're listening on your favorite podcast service, keep listening and hit subscribe. And that way you can keep up to date with episodes as they come available. Your support is greatly appreciated at any level. And remember, this is a mental health channel. So we're going to be talking about topics and subjects that are here to help you have a better day. If you find it useful, please share it with someone you know that might find it beneficial to make their day better as well. So let's get rolling on healthy boundaries. So as we begin talking about healthy boundaries, we need to know what they are so we know how in the world we establish them. So healthy boundaries, a simple way to look at it is a way of setting limits and sets of rules for ourselves in the relationships we exist in. That could be work, that could be personal, that could be intimate relationships as well. And for us to build an understanding of how to engage, disengage, and understand sometimes those boundaries need to be rigid, sometimes they're more porous, so we're more able to take in extra, and other times we wanna kinda hit that medium, which is the healthy boundary line. So when we talk about healthy boundaries, we wanna talk about how they're accomplished. With healthy boundaries, sometimes we will distance ourselves from others. It could be emotionally distant, physically creating space, and otherwise. And that's sometimes we see that what's called a rigid boundary. So think of it rigid, set in stone, structured, can't be changed. So we have these very rigid, defined ideas of what a boundary is. And sometimes we do them purposely, and other times we do them out of avoidance, and we don't even realize it. Um, and then with the poorest boundaries is when we get too involved. So some of this that I identify as empath, someone that takes on the emotion of others and you want to support them. That is a great example of having porous boundaries. It can be daunting and overwhelming to try to keep up that ability. With boundaries, we got to learn how they fall into different categories and how we recognize and identify them in us. So going through them, it's like I said, rigid boundaries. So with a rigid boundary, we think of things about in our own relationships with those that we know. They maybe avoid intimacy, um, lack close relationships, uh, unlikely to ask for help, have you know very few close relationships, which is okay at times, um, very protective of personal information, seem detached even with your romantic partner, uh, keep others at you know a distance, possibly out of rejection because that might happen and so we're so fearful of it that we put up a boundary. So those are rigid boundaries. Then we have the porous boundaries. Porous boundaries is oversharing personal information. Ah, that's one to really consider and get humbled by. Uh, difficult to say no to request. So think about you at work, you're the go-getter, you're the golden child, and yet you keep taking on more and more tasks while others feel that they're not capable because you do everything already. Uh, over-involved with others' problems, so we're trying to solve everybody else's problems at times. Dependent on the opinions of others, that's something to be considerate of. Um, accepting of abuse or disrespect, sometimes we'll put up with too much and let too much in. 
And then the fear of rejection if you don't comply with others' wants and needs. So that's an important consideration to add there. Then we have healthy boundaries. So with healthy boundaries, you value your own opinions. Let me say that again. You value your own opinions. You don't necessarily compromise your values for others. So you stand strong in understanding it's okay to be assertive in owning your boundaries and your experience. When you share personal information, you do it in an appropriate way. So that way it's not an overshare of information or an undershare where you feel like you're representing in a secretive or elusive way. And with healthy boundaries, you know your wants and needs and how to communicate them. There's one that we often can miss. And then also it's accepting when others say no to them. When somebody tells you no, you respect that boundary as you would like it to be respected for you. So here's the reality about boundaries. We all have this great opportunity to set healthy boundaries and live the best life and all that awesome things that we tell ourselves we're gonna do. But reality is things get mixed, things get twisted. And sometimes we have to realize that and adjust with it because that way we can have an honest understanding of where we are and what we're experiencing. So most people have a mix of boundaries and so some, could see healthy boundaries at work. It's easy to tell Dave, thanks, but I can't do that report today. Um, you know, other places we have porous boundaries in our romantic relationships. We put up with more things in our desires and our wants because we are trying to be considerate of the other person. And sometimes we let them overtake our own boundaries in effort to serve them. Um, another thing might be, you know, trying to find a level of boundary setting and what's appropriate to say when you're out with friends, but not, not be appropriate at work. So that's an easy comparison. When I'm with my friends versus when I'm at work, it could be a different experience in how I express or discuss things. So some cultures, this is another important aspect of boundaries, have completely different expectations when it comes to your boundaries. So it could be considered wildly inappropriate to express emotions publicly in some cultures. And then in other cultures, other cultures, emotional expression is widely encouraged because people want to be recognized and identified as an individual. So some types of boundaries. We have physical, literally creating space. That could be space in between. That could be the boundary of physical touch. Um, you know, in healthy boundaries is knowing what's appropriate and what's not. So like in your various settings, you know, if you're giving hugs and handshakes and kisses, is that appropriate? Um, you know, physical boundaries also may be violated if someone touches you when you don't want them to. So then that could become a porous boundary because now you're accepting of things that you don't want to. And that's something we don't have to tolerate. So healthy intellectual boundaries gives you respect for others' ideas and an awareness of what's appropriate in discussion. So it could be Hey, if I'm talking to somebody at the water cooler about the weather, or am I going to be broaching politics with them in today's climate? Probably not. Emotional boundaries it is your personal feelings, those considerations of how you affect yourself through your own emotions and feelings. This is extremely important because we could get poured into the rigid or into the porous with this one if we're not careful. So what we share, when to share it, your personal information, how little, how much, also, learning and developing a personal relationship with someone allows you to gradually introduce more information and more of your true self, that kind of self that exists deeper inside of you. And emotional boundaries can be criticized 
when someone takes on criticism, uh, you feel belittled, or someone invalidates your personal feelings. Sexual boundaries, emotional, intellectual, and physical have aspects of sexual boundaries. So with that being said, it's about a respect of the limitations and desires between the partners. Sexual boundaries can be violated with unwanted touch, uh, pressure to engage, and comments, leering, things like that. Material boundaries. Here's one that we often don't talk about when we talk about healthy boundaries. Material boundaries. Money and possessions. So healthy boundaries allows us to know what we're willing to share and with whom. So like if you let Bob borrow your weed eater, are you going to get it back? Uh, other things to think about is, you know, who it could be appropriate to, you know, lend an item to, but probably not appropriate to someone you just met that morning. Uh, material boundaries also are violated when someone steals or damages another person's property, possessions, and also when we feel pressured to give them or lend them possessions. So sometimes we have that family member that always comes to us for money and financial support, even though we could potentially need financial support in a time like this. That is an important thing to key in on. Next one is time. Time boundaries. When we have time boundaries, we have to understand we have boundaries in place for a reason to allow us to buy back more of our own time to have more value in the areas that matter most. So with time boundaries, it's about finding each facet of your life and learning how to adjust. So work, relationships, hobbies, uh, personal feelings, communication, those things get put in there. When those violated because of demands of time and need, we often will rely on using work as our most important thing and the other things get pushed away. Healthy time boundaries, we have to set enough time aside for each facet of our life, such as work, relationships, and our hobbies. So here's the deal. In reality, with time boundaries, when we start to fixate on things that we need to accomplish, we often will put the most pressure and most emphasis on ourselves in the work category of that time boundary. And then the other things will fall back and not take precedence. And then we wonder why doesn't our spouse enjoy talking to us and why aren't we having intimacy as much as we would like? Here's your sign. So with time boundaries, this is something that gets violated when someone demands too much of our time as well. So that's something to be wary of in our poorest boundaries example. So now that we've done a breakdown of the different types of boundaries, how do we respect them and create those healthy boundaries that we so desire? So first off, we're gonna do is we're gonna know our limits. We have to be able to know what's coming to us, what we're involved in, what's acceptable, what isn't, and if it's better to know that we need to be specific as possible when we're addressing people so that we don't get pulled into the trap of giving just a little bit more or over and over or way too much. Next up is know your values. So with that, every person's limitations are different. And what we need to know is they're often determined by your personal values. If you're not familiar with your values, I urge you to take time to get to know them. I provide information to clients talking more specifically on values and goals exploration, and we do some really cool worksheets that really open your mind to understanding where you are and how to assess your own values to create a better path forward in your daily life. 
So it's something to really consider and put emphasis on because a lot of times we say we know our values, but we're really just quoting something that we told ourselves 10, 15 years ago. Listen to your emotions. When they're discomfortable, when you feel resentment, don't bury them, listen to them. This is a great time if you're familiar with mindfulness practice is to sit in silence and listen to your feelings and thoughts to truly build an understanding so that way you can move forward and not avoid but accept them and bring yourself into committing to a better pathway forward. Um, have self-respect. Don't beat yourself up. We do this way too often when we talk about our own mental health journey. We will discredit ourselves and tell us we're not good enough when we actually we are just fine as we are and we're working to get better through our own practices and values and our own boundaries. Be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Don't use self-judgment to push yourself away. It's time to accept some effort and take it to the next level so you can heal appropriately. So So another thing about healthy boundaries is having respect for others. We want to make sure that our actions aren't just self-serving and we want to make sure our interactions are not necessarily just about winning or taking as much as possible. We want to make them about what's fair and equitable for everyone. Keyword equitable. Look it up if you're not familiar. It's a great dictionary word and it makes a big difference in your understanding of it. So with that being said, we want to be given respect of our own boundaries as we would respect others. Next up on our tips for healthy boundaries is be assertive. It is so okay and absolutely amazing and uplifting and beautiful to use this two letter word. Here we go, I'm gonna say it for you and then you can say it after. No. Say no. Being able to do that respectfully gives you this clear, conscious, direct voice that doesn't allow for ambiguity. Because oftentimes we'll get pressured in a situation and staying saying yes or no, we might just say yes and agree to whatever even though we know it's not realistic. But also we might be ambivalent and give this ambiguous answer where it's just like we leave it up in the wind and hopefully it floats away. You have to take ownership of your experience. This is a great time to be assertive. It's okay to say no. Um, also, it's about being respectful to everyone involved because sometimes you'll have somebody who gives you an idea or a project or a goal like at work, for instance, and you know it's unrealistic and you might just off the cuff say, oh my God, that's stupid. Pause be respectful to others, just like you'd want them to be respectful to you. Also, when we talk about our boundaries, consider the extended view. So what I'm talking about there is it's one day at a time, and some days you're going to give more than you take, other days you're gonna take more than you give. Boundaries adjust, and sometimes we hit the mark just right, and we're gonna hit those healthy boundaries, and we're gonna feel like we're on top of the world, badass, got it done, and we're accomplishing exactly as we set out to do. Other days we're gonna feel questioning our existence and work, our personal relationships, and our relationship with self, and sometimes it's okay to not know where we are, but if we take pause and listen to those feelings and those emotions, they can often help guide us to have a better understanding to commit to betterment in our way forward. Remember, you're always the one who's giving or taking. That might be a problem. 
You don't always want to give, you don't always want to take. You want to find that midline pathway to healthy boundaries so you're not overcommitted or devaluing self and you're also able to say no with respect and politeness and also know that sometimes you may have to take on more than you anticipated in support of something important. To you like a relationship. So now we've been talking about healthy boundaries, how to identify them, how to understand that we move and change with the needs and the situation, even the people or feelings that we connect with. So our boundaries could be very different. They could be rigid, they could be porous, they could be healthy and, and assertive as needed. However, we got to also recognize that we're allowed to adjust. And that means that we're not stuck in one version or one iteration. And at times our healthy boundaries are gonna get pushed. And sometimes that's acceptable because we have to address the situation as it is. If we have a family member and they have a tremendous loss, they lose their job because of the economy, they feel in a place of uncertainty, we may feel ourselves being porous and taking on more to help support them. And that's an acceptable example of our boundaries being challenged or tested. What's not acceptable is when we go so far as to take ownership of their own situation and try to be so giving that we end up taking from them, ironically, because we've taken ownership so hard and so meaningful to us with our empathic abilities. Empathic meaning we own the emotions and expressions of others so hard that we take it on as our own. So we like kind of like a sponge absorb their feelings. And when we do that, we can blur that boundary line so much that we can't make a difference or distinguish where the expectations are and where the understanding is. And that leads to ambig ambiguous thinking and experience where that person may rely on us for more than we're ready or prepared to. And we also may feel that, well, they're just not trying and they're not making a decision, but yet they may feel obligated to allow you to take the lead in their own existence. So the next time you find yourself guided by your empathic abilities, be aware of those boundaries and own it honestly. So that way you don't step outside the lines of where you want to be. And we want to give as much as we get. So that creative ability to implement ideas and changes in others, we need to be accepting of it in ourselves, And we also got to be humbled by our own identity that, hey, if we do take that on and we try to lead others to compassion and to a better experience for them, we're not necessarily responsible to make them create that. We give tools, we give guidance, we give support. We don't create it for them. That is up to them and their opportunity to grow. So we talked about boundaries. It's been a good conversation. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot you can learn from boundaries and implementing them and testing them in a good, positive way and allowing yourself to find acceptance to know that you may not always have a connection to the boundaries that you want, but also to bring them back to the full circle, like we talked about earlier, is connecting your boundaries to your values. That is an important step because guess what? Your values change. I am a firm believer that through our lifespan, through our experience, through our existence, we're going to have changes. Some may be profound and we may change our religious spiritual views, our political views and alignments. Some may be simple little changes on our acceptance and tolerance of things that we may not have been able to accept before. And some may be unnoticed things that just happened over time that we don't realize, but we've had a profound shift in our preferences, our taste, our styles, our comforts, our desires, our intimacy. These are kinds of ways we can reconnect those values and what we want 
to our boundaries so then we can find them more readily accessible and available to us so that we don't become overrun and downtrodden and beat up by the fact that we may not have what we want or we may not be able to get what we want. Yet we need to find a way to assess where we are so we can find that pathway forward, get us closer to where we need to be. Thanks again for joining me on the Frame Mind podcast. Again, I'm Jeremy. I am the therapist and founder of Mind Above, a mental health practice based in Dallas, Texas. And I appreciate you guys joining me today to learn more about healthy boundaries, what they are, what they look like, and how to make them happen in your own day. If you find this information useful, please hit the share button, talk to people, let them know about it, and hopefully it gets them a better understanding in their own experience daily. And always, you can reach out to me if you have questions, drop some comments below, and if there's any topic you'd like me to discuss, I'd be glad to consider it. I wish you guys a great week and success in your own journey. Peace. Another thing about our healthy boundaries, uh, we're now becoming less and less of a fraction, and now we're having even more challenges trying to pick up the pieces. Um, I don't know why I went to math, but that sounded cool at the moment. And cut.